The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh! Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulvin. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Let's do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. Sean, welcome back, my friend. We are back. Back once again here to lay the smack down on everybody out there in clay shooting land. All right, look at that. Second episode of the year, and I've already screwed it up. What's up, Large and in Charge? <laughs> so- well, um, I will say this. Uh, you are in better weather down there in Florida than I am up here in Ohio, and I'm jealous as hell. Well, Sean, is it cold up there? Just a wee bit. It's not Just cold a- up there, is it, Sean? Yeah, I mean, if you've forgotten already, remember how you have to scrape <laughs> windshields and you know, unfreeze locks and, you know, all that fun stuff. And then slippery roads, salt, ice, you know, the normal Ohio winter. Well, the major problem I'm having down here is I got more pairs of jeans than I have shorts and it's got to be the other way around now. So, well, yeah, I you guess didn't hang up. You, you didn't hang up on me there. Did you? Sean? Yeah. You're, you're, you're suffering in your own unique way, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, right. Well, um, hey, listen, real quick. Thank you to our sponsors, Elite Shotguns, Fioki Ammunition, Atlas Traps, Rhino Chokes, uh, the girls at Odo Pro Technologies, um, Sean Alley, RE Ranger, Vero Beach Clay Shooting Sports, Don Grant, and Score Chaser. That's right. That's right. They're all back with us this year, and uh, we thank everybody out there that's helping us get this back out to the people this year. Yes, sir. Um you know, Sean, we got Wendell coming on here in a little bit, and he told me on the phone that he wanted to talk about winter training, and it got me thinking, you know, what's worked and what hasn't worked for us over the years, and oh boy, sometimes you're just a mess. You just don't know which way to go, you know? Well, I'll tell you, the thing about it is up here, and as everybody knows, we we used to gripe about it all the time, maybe you not, not so much now, but... It's really hard to get yourself motivated to go outside when there's six inches of snow on the ground, it's 20 below zero, and it's blowing 30 miles an hour to go out there and hold a piece of steel between your hands and then try to f- shoot birds in the snow. Uh, it's not always that bad all the time, but, you know, it is. It's a it's a frustrating part of living up here, and we try to get out as much as we can with the weather being what it is. Uh, obviously, you guys down there in the south, and I'll group you in with that, Jason, you know, you definitely have the advantage because you can go to the club pretty much any time other than if it's raining cats and dogs or you're in the middle of a hurricane and, uh, <laughs> and go out there and shoot comfortably with your normal gear on. You're not wearing like an extra jacket or gloves or all that other stuff that we have to up here. So yeah. there's definitely something to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only thing is with me down here now is the, the, the wife's got me on so many projects. I don't have time to go shoot, but, <laughs> um, tough problem to have, huh, Sean? Yeah, they but, say that builds character, so we'll just roll with that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, hey, a reminder, everyone, uh, the Dead Pair Golf Cart. Uh, go to, to deadpair.givesmart.com. Um, get your golf cart tickets. Uh, we don't have any tourney talk this week, Sean. Uh, what else am I missing here? No, just uh, visit the golf cart. Uh, make sure that you uh, buy those tickets. We're going to give that golf cart away at the Caribbean Cup at Vero Beach in February. So some lucky uh, listener is going to win that. Uh, but get those tickets out there. Uh, also, just a reminder that uh, our clubs and coaches uh, pages are working. Uh, should be getting live here any day. And hopefully uh, anybody out there looking to visit a club or a coach can find some information on our website at www.thedeadpair.com. Uh, and we'll have that up there uh, for everybody. And then it'll keep growing throughout the year as we get more clubs and coaches signed on. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, listen, I do not want to keep window waiting, so let's get that man on the phone. All righty. The Dead Pair. All right. It's been about a year and a half, and a lot has happened, uh, especially since we're into the winter months. we got... The one and only Mr. Wendell Cherry with us. What's up, Wendell? How you doing, sir? What What's going on, guys? 
Well, it's 2024, another year to go out there and whack some birds, right? It's it's a, it's getting about that time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wendell, like I said, it's been a while since we had you on. Um, I, I think it's been about a year and a half ago, actually. A lot's happened. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you online is, you know, tell us about your U.S. Open win and and what this one meant to you compared to your others. Well, you know, I, you know that was my fourth open, and um, uh, this one meant the most, actually. And and uh, you know, for me, it wasn't about another trophy or another shoot. It was really about overcoming a lot of adversity, a lot of big life changes that's happened to me o- o- over over the past few years, and uh, and you know, garnering enough game to come back and win win, win a, uh, a major shoot after so much uh, has gone on in, in my personal life. And so it, it was uh, really about that. And I just have a lot, you know, very humbled by it, a lot of gratitude. Um, and, um, and so, you know, this shoot meant the most to me. And, and uh, that was just a, a big deal for me to, uh, to, you know, for all that to happen. And, and, and the shoot itself was, uh, uh, kind of out of the ordinary you know we had the super squad on uh sunday and um i i know i called my wife uh saturday night and i was two back and i told her i said i like where i'm setting at because i you know it, it's going to allow me to attack and the guys out front they're gonna maybe not as uh, uh, attack as much so i kind of like that scenario you know with the 68 course to shoot and uh and it kind of played out just kind of how I thought it would, but I got to about the fourth station and the, and the, and the, uh, course manager came over and he kind of pulled me over to the side and he goes, we've had a complaint. And as soon as he started to say, as soon as he started to pull me over to the side, my guard went up and he said, we've had a complaint. And I said, about what? And he said, you're going to have to speed up said, uh, you're over time. And, uh, and I said, how, how much over am I? He said three seconds. And I said, well, who turned me in? He said, I can't tell you. (laughs) And like, I looked down the lane and there's not a squad within 400 yards and there's no B squad. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, so I said, okay. And, and, uh, and you know, a lot of people would say, okay. And, and, uh, but in your heart, you, you wouldn't be okay. So you would verbally say, okay. And, and like, you would agree to speed up, but you know, in, in your inner core, you're going, you, you, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, you're trying to screw, uh, uh, screw me up and, and all, all this stuff. And, uh, never once had any of those thoughts. Hmm. I'll be darned. And, and, and the moment he's he said we, we've got to complain, it, it's just like I kind of rolled the glass up on him, and and uh, and I said okay, and I meant that, and my heart was good. Okay. And so and, and so all week the program I'd ran up until that point um, had to be changed, and I had to cut it in half. And so I cut it in half at that moment, sitting on the lead, and the shot even better. Wow. And, uh, and it was only because I made good as soon as the complaint come in, I, I truly made good, good, good with that. And that's why I continued to shoot. And I knew that I, I knew if I let my thoughts go dark on this thing, uh, um, that I would l- 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 lose that shoot. And I knew what, what was at hand and I, I knew what I had sitting in my hand. And so I played that really, really well. And, uh, and, um, that's, that's what brought, brought that win on. And then I get to the last station and it was like, I was first up to shoot and, um, we shot three pair on every station all week. And I get up and it, it, it was a pretty salty pair. It was a batu in the standard kind of rolling thing out there at about 45 yards. And, um, and I smoked the first three pair. I turn around, David's standing behind me, following me. and he's got tears in his eyes and hugging me and like all my peers are standing behind me and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And joy rock goes, you got one more. Oh no. Oh. That was a f- four pair station. It, it was a four pair 
station, the only four pair station of the entire match. And I, um, so I tried to gather myself and see at this point, I just let down, you know, you know, and I, I, I go up, I've got one pair left. Shoot, I missed the first shot. Oh, oh no. And so then, uh, I had, had to go shoot, uh, feed task right after that. And it's already late in the day. And, and, and I go into that shoot off and, uh, and I straight it out. And, uh, so it was awesome. Uh, well, first Todd, uh, Todd Hitch and I had, had a shoot. Well, actually Anthony, David, Todd, me, can't remember who else in the Joe might've been in it. And, uh, and so we had a big shoot off or something there. And then it came down between me and Todd and we, we, and we, we went back and forth a bunch and I beat Todd. And then, then, uh, Derek came up and, um, and, and then we had our shoot off and I straightened it out. Nice. Wow. Nice. Which was actually a 20 bird shoot off. And that's a pretty long shoot off. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But so that by itself kind of separated it from all the other opens that, 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 that I wanted. There's a lot of drama involved in that. A lot of, uh, mental, um, skills had to come into play there. Uh, and that's what I was proud about is, is uh, uh, me- me- mentally, I had to win that shoot that way, and and and, and so I was able to do that. And uh, but you know, you can't get those skills unless you go screw it up a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Well, well, Wendell. Hey, also, um, you know, you've had some of your students find quite a bit of success last yeah, year. Yeah, I, can, I can, think Joe won the Northeast, and Todd won South and South Central. Uh, Griffin Howell won Colorado and I won the open. So that's five of the seven. That's, that's pretty good. I'd say that's a pretty good average right there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wendell, you and I had talked, um, a while back and, you know, you were really wanting to speak on winter training and this is, I think a fascinating topic, especially for where we're at right now. Um, you know, being in the winter months like this and preparing for the upcoming season, I mean, this is something that's on all, every competitor's mind, you know? Yeah. Talk about where you're at right now or where you want your students to be right now. I mean, we're, you know, this is releasing here the first, uh, second week of January. So at this point, where do you expect yourself to be or your students to be? Well, at this point, I expect them to be having uh, to be at home and not touch a gun and be doing the ho ho thing and uh, and uh, and the holidays. So, what 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 I really don't want you to do is shoot all the way uh, to the end of the year and start a brand new year and run all that together. I think that's a huge mistake. For uh, there's several whys of that, but ideally. If I was your manager, I would say shoot the nationals, go, go lose your gun for about six weeks, eight weeks. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I mean, don't shoot at all. Uh, don't, uh, and, and in, in that two month period, uh, that doesn't mean your mind's out of shooting. It's actually quite the opposite. And at that point, you really need to re- reflect over your past season. Um, and see where uh, things were good, see where things need to be improved, and uh, really go back. Uh, at, you know, things like is your uh, what 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 your dominant thoughts are, uh, or your habitual thoughts. That's really your headspace where 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 you live at. Uh, so much of of uh, your shooting re- relies on that one little simple thing. Okay. Wow. Uh, because if you don't believe no amounting of, uh, of training is going to fix that. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, as you get older, you stop dreaming. Kids dream. That's the power uh, of youth. And there's no reality to their dreams. Right. And, and, and stuff. And so as you get older, you stop that. And that's a huge mistake. And so there has to be beliefs and there, and, and there has to be dreams. There has to be goals. And there has to be something that wakes your butt up at 5 a.m. And so you get get up to go do the work. I, I, I read, read something on the Internet the other night said the magic you seek uh, can be found in the work you refuse to do. Ah, oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's cool. I like it. That's very and, and cool. And that's absolutely the truth. 
um, and, and stuff. So in, in that two month period, I'm kind of getting off track. You know, um, you, you know, you should be making your shoot schedule uh, with anticipation and planning. Uh, you should be, uh, uh, you know, ordering your new vest and your ammo for the new year. Uh, you know, checking the hubs on the on the trailers and having bearings packed and new tires and all those things is just preparation for the new new, new season. And I think that's all good stuff, even though you're not shooting. And, and because if you continue to shoot, what, what whatever headspace you had in 23 will be the one you start with in 24. Well, I was just getting ready to ask you. There's got to be something. And, Sorry, yeah. I was going to say that that's got to be something to that with with kind of clearing your mind and hitting. The yeah, maybe- think about it. If you just shoot to to, uh, to the end of the year and you go do the shoot the next week, you're playing the same game, and that's not it. We want this year to come to an end, and then we want to start from home base a brand new perfect year, and and so you get to start perfect every year. That's awesome. That's awesome. And 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 I think that's incredibly psychologically important. Um, and if David said that, it would be your neurocognitive. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> wow. He, he, yeah, he, he would proprioceptively add something in there. Yeah, so. that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I really think it's really important uh, because you're the same guy that you were a few days ago. So I think it's important to put your gun down, take a break, reassess, re- reflect, um, uh, and, and be honest with it. And, you, you know, and, and probably the first honesty that you need is, is what your habitual dominant headspace is. And, and it, it is that is your headspace. I'm too old. Uh, it is, it is your headspace. I can't do it. Right, right, and the truth is, for a lot of shooters, that that's the truth, and yeah, so so, so that's the first thing that has to be corrected. I like it. I mean, I, I'll, I, you know, that you're the first one that said that on this show. Yeah, well, that's why I have thirty eight world titles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, with with all that experience, Wendell, let me ask you this. So, I know that everybody's going to have a different way of training in the off season, but I mean, do you typically try to have your students focus on their weak points or things that they struggled with in the previous year, or do you take more of a comprehensive approach and kind of work all the angles again and go back to the basics as much as possible? You know, I I don't, I don't think you want to look at only flaws. I I think you also want to equally look look, look at the things are good. Right. Right. And, uh, and stuff. So, but I don't think people look thorough enough or deep enough. And so the first step of that is you have to believe you have to have a goals and, uh, and you have to dream. And, and, and so that year has to be, uh, come to an end. If it doesn't end, you're going to play 24, just like you played 23, I promise. Hmm. And, and so you have to let it come to an end, step away. And as you're stepping away, Re- 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 reflect back on every part of it um and and as you're doing that you're doing other stuff prepping for the new year you're just not shooting so so after after that two month break the first thing i would do is not even go to the sporting field i'm going to get my gun i'm gonna go to the skeet field and and the reason why i would do that is skeet field is not what we shoot and but it's just a clay target and a clay target is a clay target and so I would go to the skeet field and I just get the gun moving and I just break the fast and I'm not going to have any attention on score a- at all, especially for the first couple of days. And I'm going to shoot a lot. Um, I, I may, I may spend a week there, 10 days there and I may shoot thousand, 2000 rounds on the skeet field. Wow. And I've got some, uh, drills and stuff that I do there and stuff, but, and the, the reason why I start there is, okay, you haven't shot for two months and you don't have your crap together. And so, um, why go right out into sporting, um, and, and, and start your practice there. Um, and it would probably start rough, um, and kill confidence right off the bat. So if you, if you start on the skeet field, you're not going to associate that uh, with your sporting game. Okay. 
So does that make sense? Yeah. So, so one more, yeah. one more mental thing to, to, to yeah, not worry about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so let's say after after the the two month layoff, uh, you go to the skeet field and, and and you're starting to shoot. If you miss some targets, it's not going to erode your confidence. But because it was on the skeet field, I'm not a skeet shooter, right? And and so so I, I think that's a good way to start. That it, uh, can't be, but uh, taken one, one way and that's just in a healthy, positive way. Right. And, and so, so that's kind of, and, and plus all, all of our shots are there, you know, overheads, um, incoming, coring away, crossing every angle is there that we shoot. Got it. And, and, and so, and, and so that's where I start, you know, and all, all the shots on the ski field is, is fairly fast. So, you know, you can't be sleepy Joe standing there. You, you, you know, you kind of got to have your crap together and, um, I do a drill on the ski field too, where I shoot true pairs front uh, forwards and backwards. So uh, I go high, low, low, high, and I, I want you to shoot the first target fast enough that the gun stays fully in front of the second target. So if you have to sweep the second target or pull away from it, you're shooting your first shot too slow and passing grade on that's 48. And, and, and so, so, so you would start on station one, shoot four all the way around to seven. After you shoot seven, go six, five, four, three, two. At two, uh, after you shoot four there, you should be out of shells if you started with two boxes. Gotcha. Wow. That, wow. That's pretty intense. So so that's that's that will force you to have to work your eye speed, your start time, the trust on the trigger, how clean you are, or you're never going to get your second shot clean. Gotcha. Um, and, and and so that would be the uh, you know, that would be what one of the drills that I would do while I'm on, on, on that ski field, and I may I may do that 500 times. Wow! Wow! That's incredible. Yeah, and and so so after a period of time on the ski field, and I don't really have a set time for that. You'll you'll know when, when, when you're right. Um and um and then I go to the grid, and uh, I don't you, you know the grid is is a great drill for uh there's a lot of wives to that as well so uh, a, a grid is just a crossing bird uh i would like to see the flight time of that bird uh coming on uh, a flight time 70 maybe 80 yards in flight so that's about five eight spring on a pro matic super sporter and and i i i i, I set that uh bird where it showed a full belly or top no edge and I'm going to throw that on a friendly line. So there's no uh, tricks to it. It's not going to be fading right when you want to pull the trigger. It's just a tool to move to. And I started at 20 yards, and I would kill 10 in a row. And if you miss during the series of 10, start back over to count of one. And, and, and then back to 30, back to 40, back to 50, 60. And I, and I go on further back than that. And so, so most shooters I watch shoot, really don't repeat their move very well and i think everybody thinks yeah i can break 10 until you go try and i'll tell you that most people can't break 10 Hmm. um and and so and the other thing is is as you get late in that sequence your your conscious mind is going to start to want to chatter you know get about the seventh shot and you, you're not going to want to miss. And the mind starts to chatter and lose presence. And and um, so that's great training because that 10 uh, it, it is the magic number. Everybody can stay there for three or four shots. And then the conscious mind is going to want to start to leave and chatter. Uh, and so it, it's a great drill for that that w- w- will make your concentration being present uh in the mind or uh in your mind uh as you're shooting will will will, will get a whole lot better um and and I'll, I'll even take that back to a hundred yards and, and so you know i tell everybody that i coach i go every champion i trained did this every champion i didn't train didn't do it hmm. and wow and so i would um I would do, 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 do the grid from both sides of the body, uh, at least back to 60. And everybody's going to be okay at 20 and 30, 40. It, it'll, uh, most good shooters will drop off to about 80%. And 
so so that's when your stroke really has to start to repeat and be exacting in how you do it and um so you know i think that's a very important thing if you can't really repeat your movement and practice under pressure how you think that's going to be you know that was that was one of the things you caught me on there wendell's you said you see a lot of shooters that don't repeat the move i mean this is everything from the same hold points the same break points i mean and i'm someone that you know hey look my hand's up right now i'm i'm that guy yeah but it's deeper than that it's not just same movement same start time same eye speed uh, same hold point, same break point, but, but it's also the same presence, same thought, uh, same tension control. Um, you, you know, the one thing that moves the ball down the field more than anything else is the quality and depth of your analyzation of the shot. And uh, uh, that's what makes a change is, you know, most people's analyzation of the shot is, well, I broke it or I didn't. And that tells you virtually nothing. And, and, and stuff. So, so really you shoot a shot and really go back and analyze that fully. Um, uh, that's what really changes the shooter. And, um, and so that should be done after every shot on the grid or every shot you do. That's what I do in a tournament or after every pair. And so everything that I'm thinking is a practice thought loop. And, and so, and so, every part of that is very practiced and uh so having a strong post shot is just very important i'll tell you that you can't really practice unless you're doing post shot yeah that's that's what i just caught was you know your post shot is if not if not more important than the pre-shot absolutely and i remember when laney started talking to me about that years ago i actually lied to him and he goes how's that post shot going and i I go it's fine it's fine (laughs) <laughs> I, I wasn't do, do, doing that. Then years later, I started doing it. And I thought, man, I really screwed up. Uh, now I'll tell you, the post shot is more important than the pre shot. Wow. Well, and you also have to be aware to, to know what to analyze, right, Wendell? I mean, that's the key. You need to be able to <clears throat> visualize how, how things are breaking. Are you are you breaking Absolutely. the bird on the front and, edge or the back edge? That kind of stuff, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but it's deeper than that. <laughs> okay. See, see. see, see, see See, you know, it's not how much lead it was or what part I broke off. It, it it's really studying you. So you're studying the target, right? And okay. really, the post shot should be about studying you. Okay. All uh, right. What was your thought? What was level like? What? Uh, how was the trust? Uh, how did that feel? Right. What did I see? Right. Uh, right. And all those things are about you. It doesn't have anything to do with the target. Well, you know, David alluded to this, uh, it was a couple episodes back and he was talking about like actually being blindfolded and going through the movement of breaking the target and, you know, having that state of presence and feeling everything that your body did and then repeating that same thing, but visually and, you know, without the blindfold. So, I I, I mean, it's an on hand coordination (laughs) game. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he, he was talking about feeling what the body felt, you know, in that movement. So here in Tennessee, we just close our eyes. We probably wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wendell. So I, I've got a question for you along those lines since we were talking about <clears throat> practice and stuff. So a lot of people have asked us and have, have commented on the idea of do you practice with the same ammo that you shoot in a tournament? Or is it okay to shoot like a cheaper load, you know, to get a little bit more value out of your money? I mean, does it matter that much? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, You know, with ammo like it is uh, today, it would change my answer a little bit. If there was no ammo issues today, I would say absolutely always shoot the same shell, always. Okay. Um, And, um, but with ammo like it is today and finding you know, sometimes you have to supplement. Is it as good? No. Uh, you know, when you go to a shell that doesn't kick as much as your normal, uh, shell that you shoot in a match, the, um, the recovery time in between your uh, shots is not the same. Uh, the gun's going to feel, uh, uh, a little bit of a change there. Uh, speeds and lag times, uh, are changing. 
And, you know, I hear people all the time say, well, you know, you, you know, there can't be that much change in, in, in the forward allowance uh, between 1250 and 1300. If you can't really tell that, then your stroke's not clean enough. That's what I would tell you. Okay. And, and, and stuff. So, so, uh, if ammo is not an issue, I would say always keep the same shell. Uh, but today mm-hmm. being today, you may have to just do what you can do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, and I think Remington does too, but like Fioki makes, um, the shooting dynamics load. That's the exact same load as the little Rhino, just less quality components, you know? So it's the same feet per second. It's the same one ounce. It's the same seven and a half or eight or whatever. It just doesn't have the higher antimony and the better wad and all that stuff. Um, so, but it, it, that would be a cheap alternative. As long as you can stay within that same load is what you're getting at then. Right. 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 And speed. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this one. We're, we're back on the training thing. It's, you know, what about those that are attending the Florida swing shoots? Is it, is it too late for them to implement your training or is it? No, I haven't started yet. That's uh, uh, now I haven't taken you all the way through, uh, what I would do in, in, in prep, but typically what, what I'm showing you here is about six weeks of work. Okay. Okay. And, and, and stuff. So, so we, 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 so we, you know, like I would have you do the grid crossing stuff back to 60 yards, then doing your going away stuff. And, and, um, and so that's a little harder to keep up w- w- with your yardage on that, but I would work every trap placement and, and angle and speed of targets going away. And actually when I go practice, I either do crossing day or going away day. I, I do one shot all day long. Now I, I'm changing angles, speeds, and things like that, and trap placement, but it's still the same primary shot. Okay. And, and so, like, I'll do crossing day, going away day, crossing day, going away day, and then I go to pairs, and that's going to be four primary pairs combining those two primary targets, and that's going to be crosser report quartering, quartering report crosser, crosser report crosser, quartering report quartering, and I and I would change. And I, I would spend about 85% of my ammo on those four primary pairs. But, but because virtually everything you shoot with the exception of teal or incomers is one of those four. Yeah. So the same movement, same eye placement, same moves, same setups, never change. So there's two primary targets and four setups. Wow. Well, Wendell, I don't want to get off track or anything, uh, but another opinion from you. Do you think it's possible for most people to be productive practicing by themselves on their own, or should they really, you know, look to somebody more experienced like a coach uh, to recommend a training regimen or system for them? Well, I mean, I mean, unless you're practicing the right thing, practice doesn't do any good. Right. Um. And, but, but I would tell you that I don't think you can practice with anybody. I think, I think really serious professional grade practice has to be done alone. Okay. All right. Um, uh, if you're like me, I have less time than anything else. And if I add somebody else into the mix, I'll just lost half of it. Hmm. And, and when somebody else is there, I'll end up shooting and not really practicing, uh, like I should. And, and it's in my mind too. Am I using too much time? You know, I, you know, I'd like to shoot this other box, but it's his turn and all that distraction, you know, that really, you know, Phil and Tiger are not probably going and practicing together. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's two different kinds of practice. There's technical practice and there's execution practice. I think all technical practice should be done with you and just a trapper or your wife or whatever that is, preferably somebody who doesn't shoot, uh, you know, know, and then your execution practice. And that's when you go out and like, you could shoot with your buddies and, and you could just kind of go out and you, you try to treat it like you're in a tournament and trying to build a score. There's no do overs. uh, And you try to um, uh, replicate a, a, a competition as close as you can. And, and that also needs to be part of your practice as well. And that would be some of the last things I do after I do those four primary pairs, then I would start going and b- build uh, scores after that. 
Now, is that kind of your way of, that was leading up to my next question, Wendell. I mean, <clears throat> we all know it's very hard to simulate, you know, the the actual stress and anxiety that most shooters deal with during a tournament. Is mm-hmm. that is that all kind of building on that during your practice? I mean, it's it's got to be tough to be able to get that kind of pressure on your mind when you're actually practicing by yourself and there's really nothing on the line. So is there certain things other than that that you do to try to build pressure and make sure that, you know, you're practicing? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think shooting the grid straight is a lot of pressure. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't think I could do it straight for about the 50, 60, 70 yards. I'd be, I'd be a mess. It's, uh, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of brain power right there. And, um, uh, that's what that's meant to do is to prepare you for, um, uh, handling that type of stress. Okay. That's that, that's part of that drill. Okay. So, um, and I think I know how you're going to answer this, but I'm still going to ask you anyway. Um, you know, the people, like Sean that is stuck up in the frozen North tundra. Uh, maybe they can't get out and practice as much. Is there any gun exercises that you recommend to your students at home? I mean, like you can, uh, you, you know, practice. I, I don't, I, I'm kind of hesitant to say practice your mouse, although everybody should practice their mounts, you know, so their lines are straight and there's no muzzle flip and, and uh, you know, your hand, hand uh, dominance is correct. You know, most shooters today, don't mount the gun very well. They're, they're really backhanded shooters and, and the barrels kind of pulled down under the line and then pushed back up into the line with the front end. Um, and, and, uh, some of them are bad enough. If you could tie a flag on it, it, it would look like they're wa- waving a truce. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, no, uh, and, and, but, you know, those sort of things, but indoors, it would actually be your move and your mount. So you would allow your body to move exactly like it, um, uh, would be in the actual real shot. And while you're doing that, the hard part of that is if you can, in your mind, visualize the target you're actually shooting. Okay. Um, and you'll find at the end of that visualization, your, your eyes are going to want to go in front of it, even with no target there. Hmm. As you get close to the the uh, make believe bang, uh, your eyes will have a tendency to jump to the right if it's a le- left to right target. That's kind of weird. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is something that's it's both on and off topic, but you know the understanding is that you know quality is better than quantity, but you're somebody that believes in both. Is that something Wendell that you got from being a guitar player and practicing the same thing over and over and over again until it's ingrained in you? Yeah. Is that, yeah, all my training, everything really, I didn't really know it at the time or consciously do it, but it all comes from playing guitar. And, and I, and I had a great teacher, uh, one of the world's best teachers. And I, I didn't know it at the time consciously, but, you know the way i teach shotgunning is the way he taught me how to play guitar uh but you know yeah and it's like playing guitar you know you have to set and play scales for hours and hours a day just to get your hands to be able to do that are are you playing a song or something that somebody wants to hear no not at all it's the grid that's what it is wow uh and so you have to learn all this stuff middle to have the freedom and the capability to actually play the music that you hear. Same in shooting. Wow. Wow. So that's how you developed your training in shooting is from that. That's that's fascinating. Uh, 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 I mean, everything that I teach comes from that. Absolutely. That's amazing. And, uh, and I, but but it was subconscious. It, it was nothing I consciously did. It just it just made a lot of sense. And uh, and. So, but just the way you would train to play at a pro level, say piano or guitar or something like that, uh, is exactly the way I teach training uh, for for the gun. You know, a concert pianist uh, to actually be a good one, uh, you, you, you're going to need to play by uh, about eight hours a day. Wow! Yeah, and, who's uh, got that kind of time, right? <laughs> if you miss a day. You could be, uh, you, you could tell it if you miss two days, the audience can tell it. Wow. And, and, and so, 
so it's exactly those same standards and um and so um and you got to be the kind of person that enjoys that journey and and that and uh i think everybody needs uh, a passion and that passion needs something uh it, it needs to be something that's hard to do so it challenges you and 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 enjoy the the pursuit of being uh, uh of trying to do it in a perfect manner i think uh uh you know i think you, you need that quality to be good i think a good good shooter needs to have a low self image and uh, uh, uh obsessive compulsive di- disorder and an iq of about 40 <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot! <laughs> poor, poor David. <laughs> wow. I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the back. We listen. We love David. It's just it's fun to tease him. So, but he leaves a lot. He leaves a lot there to tease Wendell. So yeah. Wait. Uh, yeah. We, we know where he got his phone answering skills. I've been chasing you around for three months. So that's you know. right. <laughs> <laughs> well well wendell as far as the training goes is there anything left out that you still want to want people to know well you, you know i you know i think as you're learning a target or or, or let's say there's something in, in in your analyzation of last year let's say that there was a target that seemed to be a problem so i would go set up that particular target and uh i think anytime you build uh a problem up in your head that now that problem has to go be solved um and and stuff and so let's say if you had a problem shooting in front of 90s all season right and so i would go set those up and i would start up close and 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 i would work work my way, way back but i would shoot that as a first bird of the pair in every angle of speed as a second bird of the pair at uh every angle and speed until I, I convinced myself. And I know for a fact, um, that, um, that, that weak shot is now a strong shot and, and my confidence is good. Another thing I, I think is very, very important is to keep a journal, especially starting in, uh, uh, a, a brand new season, um, uh, write it down. Uh, and you don't have to go buy a, a fancy thing, just any old, uh, notebook will will, will, will do but you know if you're on the grid and you're at 30 yards you know and you drop one you shoot 10 shots go back to your journal and put 30 yards nine times 10 right and then you go back to 30 yards and let's say you dropped another one and you go back to your journal 30 uh yards nine times 10 and and then 30 yards 10 times 10 and then back to 40 and so on but but i think it's really important to write your training down um, and kind of keep that journal uh, all year. I think most shooters don't. Um, and I just think it kind of keeps uh, your practice a little higher quality and kind of keeps you honest. That's very well said. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would know, Wendell, you you got so much experience and so much history of doing this. I mean, I can only imagine how long it's taken you to dial this all in and, and come up with your own plan for just you. And I know everybody's a little different because I'm sure Anthony practices a little bit differently. I'm sure David practices a little bit differently. So, I mean, right. it's, just, it's just amazing to talk to some of you guys that really are at the pinnacle of the game and the things that you go through, because I know that most people out there want to be better shooters, right? I mean, that's just, that's what we're all here for, but right. how many right. are willing to put in the kind of time and dedication and thought process that you guys are doing at the top of the game. Cause it's, it's really mind boggling to me, uh, the amount of time that you guys spend with it. Number one. And number two, just doing it over and over and over again to figure everything out. It's just, it's, it's nothing yeah. short of amazing to me. Well, I don't think there's anything amazing about it. It's just a lot of, uh, de- desire. And if you really, if you really want to, you'll find a way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. um, you, you know, uh, um, Lanny, what, what was telling me when he was in the army, um, uh, uh, the only live round due to the scheduling that the army gave him, he wasn't able to live fire at all. So every night he would sit in his bedroom and drop fire on a spot on the wall. And, and then it goes to the one and only match. The first shot he actually shot was a cider shot. And he shot at the top of the high score that had ever been shot. Wow. 
there was another time that that he couldn't train and he was going to a gun range in the middle of the night like at 2 a.m under lights and and so you got to have that kind of drive if it's something you really want to do even if you do though some people's uh, life's not or uh, set up to where they have that kind of time right and uh, and so you just have to make the most out of uh, your situation and try to change that situation if it's something you want to do. But uh, uh, I don't think most of us get all that we could get. I, I don't think there's anybody that could honestly say that. Hmm. And yeah, I agree. Right. Right. I, I mean, if you're, if you're really honest with yourself, are, are you really uh, giving it everything? No, you're not. Right. And I can even say that about myself. And um, and, and so am I doing my very best? No, probably not. <laughs> and, and so those are the type of things you've got to go over in, in that two month break and, and get that on to see if that's and, and, and corrected. If that one part right there. Is not corrected, you'll shoot 24 just like you shot 23. That's uh, yeah. And that's just the, that's just the hard old truth. And, uh, yep. and, and, and it is, and the truth is we'll know that. And, uh, and so, and all, all it is, is just having a conversation with, with, with yourself and, uh, and making that better. Yeah. And, and so you've got to be that kind of person that wants to do that and it, it enjoys that. I, I, I enjoy the pursuit uh, of that. Uh, that's fun to me. Wow. And, uh, and, and so, and I think, I think no matter what you're doing, if you do it at a super high level, it's, it's the same. Um, you, you, you do any endeavor all the same. It's uh, it, it's, it, it's kind of all the same way. I think, you know, Tiger Woods practice golf that way, uh, and so on and so on. Well, definitely makes sense to me. It's just, wow. I don't, Gosh, I'm going to have to like reschedule my whole life now to try to get better. <laughs> yeah. Wendell, you got deep on us now. <laughs> well, well you, you know, when I stepped off and started doing this, nobody made any money at this at the time. Maybe Dan was making a little bit of money at it. And I, I kind of quit everything I knew. And I was successful at what, what, what I was doing. And I just jumped off the cliff. And, and it, was, it was just a crazy move at the time. And it just happened to hit the ball. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, but you, you know, uh, so at that point I've got a family in tow and a mortgage and all that stuff. So, um, uh, it was easy to be motivated because I, I didn't have a choice. Right. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes you just got to take those options off the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, you know, I tell everybody, I said, uh, a B plan uh, is, is only purpose is just to screw up an A plan. Right. <laughs> right. So it's basically yeah. sink or swim. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, but, but that's the way I started. So it was easy for me to find that kind of, uh, uh, focus because I didn't have a choice. Amazing. And, uh, and it, you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of guys think they're pros, but w w when there's no support and you got to, do it uh, all your own and uh, adult re responsibilities and every thing about you hinges on every pull of the trigger. You'll, if, if you do it that way, you'll find out if you're a pro or not. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal that's honesty. That's day. for sure. Brutal honesty from Wendell. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Wendell got deep on us here. I didn't, I didn't think Wendell was getting deep on us this episode. Yeah, he laid it down. That's for sure. He laid it down. You know what? There wasn't one thing he said. I didn't agree with. He's, he's uh, a man no. speaking the truth. It's not, not at all. Never. I never used any big words or, or and, and I did talk for long periods of time, but nowhere near like bad rad did. <laughs> Well, Wendell, listen, um, before we let you go, I just wanted to, to throw it out there again, uh, in case anybody missed the last episode. Um, I know you're coaching, I know you're busy, but if somebody wants to get a hold of you for a lesson, what's the best way to do so? I just call, uh, Judy Morris at 512-771-4982. Okay. And she'll take care of it. And I'm mostly at, uh, big red Oak plantation. Um, I, I, I will do it just a few days in florida they already booked uh i've got uh um 
uh, probably a two times in Chicago um, and a few days at Scottsville, Kentucky, but most of it's going to be in Georgia. Got okay. It. Got okay. it. Okay. Well, I really appreciate when you shot super sporting with Sean and I in Chicago, you didn't laugh too hard at us. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought it all w- w- went well. Nobody died. You know, I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, we found out you're a, we, we found out you're a hell of a dove hunter. So <laughs> that's an inside one. We'll, we won't let that out. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, it, it was uh, it was you know that was um, uh, well we just don't need to talk about that. No. Yeah. No. No. We <laughs> leave that I tell one you what though, that was that was probably the most fun I had shooting with you and Kevin and Sean that that round of Super Sporting. Curtis was with us and. Yep, it, it was. And um, I, I I always like that club. It's uh, uh it, it, that, that, you know Brett Siebert and all those guys. They you know they got a great staff and and it's always a good 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 shoot there. I've never shot a bad shoot there. Boy, was it hot though. Oh my goodness. I, I thought I was going to have a nuclear meltdown, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun and let's do it again. Wendell. All right. Seriously. I'd love to squad with you sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wendell, we're going to let you go, sir, but we really appreciate your time. Uh, we know how busy you are and how, how tough your schedule is. So we really appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm sure people are going to get a lot out of this. I know Sean and I did. Oh, absolutely. So, but uh, looking forward to seeing you again out there this season. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to be up at about 2.30 going to chase some ducks in the morning. So, Oh, nice. Well, good luck yeah. out there. Stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. I'll see you guys later. Thanks, Wendell. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Well, Jason, I tell you what, I always enjoy talking to Wendell. The man is an absolute wealth of information. And, you know, the one thing that that kind of stuck with me, and, and I guess, you know, I knew this already, but it just, it reinforced it. If you're going to get good at this game and you're really going to take it serious and you want to try to compete at the highest level, you know, the amount of commitment, the amount of practice, uh, it's hard to wrap your head around it because of the time involved. I mean, if Wendell's out there doing what he said he's doing throughout the course of the winter, that means he's out there shooting probably two or three times a week. And he's trying to keep on top of his game. He's working on stuff. I mean, for most of us who do this kind of as a fun hobby slash competition, right? I mean, the working guys, which are working guys and gals, which are most of the sport, it's hard to find time to practice at all, let alone try to do it to that degree that that man's doing it and other people that are at the top of their game. So, I mean, I well, let me, let me make two comments on what you just said. The first comment I'll make is, you get out of it what what you put into it, you know, like what Wendell was alluding to. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. And if you if you're a guy that's in the clubhouse complaining that you lost the you know your class or whatever that day, or if you're the, if you're in master class, you lost the tournament that day or whatever, and you haven't touched your gun since the last tournament two weeks ago, well, how can you be mad? You right, know? right. That's one of the things that I've learned, and you know if you want to win and you really have the desire that bad to win, like Wendell said, you'll figure it out. You'll make time. And the, the second comment I'll make on that. And I asked you this question, Sean, now I'm going to ask you live on the air here. If the doctor tells you, you got seven days to live and you're laying in a hospital bed, are you going to regret not shooting more or not working more? Right? No, exactly. It, it is so, what it is. <laughs> so, you know, that's where I look at it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Family is important. And, your career is important. I'm not telling you to quit your job and go shoot, you know, well, like I mean, Wendell did. I mean, Wendell took the parachute off, but at the same time, it's, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And if you don't put anything into it, then you can't have any expectations to get something out of it. So. Yeah. And I, and I totally agree with that. I just think like most people, they do get to a point where they're pretty good shooters. You know, they can hold their own. But when you're talking about the guys and gals that are at the very top of the game, I don't think any of us, unless you've actually been there and gone through the training and stuff that they do and the the commitment that they have to get to that level, I don't think you can really fathom it and I don't think you can really respect it. You know, you just look at guys like Wendell, you look at guys like Anthony and all those people that that are always at the top of the list. You know, you take it for granted. Well, they're just, they're good shooters. No, they're not just good shooters. 
they've put so much time and effort into it that that it's made them good shooters. It's not that they just well, they're good shooters, but they weren't born that way. Right, right. They worked hard to get there, just like anybody that does uh-huh. anything exceptionally well. Whether you're a, yep. a guitarist, whether you're a musician uh, of any kind, whether you're an actor or whatever, if you're good at being a bulldozer operator, you've had to put time into it to learn it and to get good at it. And if you're right. just thinking it's going to happen naturally, then you're probably just, you know, you probably just don't have a good grasp on <laughs> what it really takes right. to be good at this game. So Exactly. Well, you know, hey, listen, in the meantime, interim, and we're not trying to convince everybody they have to be a top-level shooter, uh, but we are trying to convince everybody to take someone new shooting. Oh, absolutely. And the challenge is in effect. And Sean Alley? I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. One person a month. I know it. I know Someone it. Someone new. I've already got some so, people lined up. I hope you do too. Um, well, I do. Just waiting for the weather to clear a little bit. It's been nothing but miserable here. So I might be a little backlogged on the January and the February months, but as soon as things start breaking loose here, I'll get a little bit better. All right. We'll, we'll let you have that excuse for right now. I'm so. going to, I'm going to write it <laughs> as long as I can. But Hey, in the meantime, it's a good time to do some shopping. If the weather's that terrible up there, Maybe you're in the market for a new gun. You're probably going to want to go see the guys of Elite Shotguns. Oh, 100%. They'll take care of you, whatever you're looking for and whatever your budget is. And, Sean, if you're stocking up for ammo this year. Well, you ought to take a look at Fioki because they've got just about every kind of load and shell and gauge that you would ever need. And a premium. At a, pre- not a premium. Yep. Not a premium price. But a premium A premium product. quality component, yes. That's, that's right. That's right. And if you're, if you're you know... Hey, look, you know, the weather's going to break here soon. I'm going to want to get out and do some of this practicing that Wendell's talking about. And it just so happens that I've got some land and you'd like to practice on your own targets. What are you going to do, Sean? Well, I'd I'd, I'd give the folks at Atlas a call uh, or anybody that's one of their representatives because they make a fantastic product. And it would be great to be able to set some of those up in your yard, stay at home and break birds in the comfort of home. And so you don't know anybody that works for Atlas, do you? You don't know anybody that's a dealer or anything? It's it's real foggy. It's real foggy, man. It's really coming. (laughs) I don't don't try to plug things too hard for you, Jason. But yes, I think most people know they can call you to get some Atlas traps. I hope they know by now. Uh, And, you know, now if your eyeballs need adjusted and you're, you're having trouble seeing that target really clearly. Those React lenses will work wonders. And anything yes, from will. the folks at Randolph Engineering and RE Ranger. Those guys have some great products. Uh, take a look at them if you are in the market for some shooting glasses because they are fantastic. And the girls at Odo Pro are going to keep your ears safe. And we all know we've had episodes on that of what can happen if your ears aren't properly protected. And those girls are pros at it. They have the right equipment. They have the right way to fit you, get you fitted no matter where you're at. You don't have to go see them. They have... I think Dr. Grace put up a thing the other day. They work with like 400 different audiologists across the country that can get you into somewhere and get you fitted. That's right. So, and then of course, Mr. Alley, if your gun needs ported, if you need chokes, if you need forcing cones lengthened, if you need your gun fitted. The guys at Rhino. Yeah, the the guys at Rhino will take care of you. They will take care of you. That's right. Absolutely. If you do want to come down to the Sunshine State and you're wondering, T, where do I go to find a club? Well, you've already missed the boat because we've got it right there on the Dead Pair website. You can go look at clubs and coaches. But if you want a really high-quality club that packs a big punch in a small space, who are you going to go see, Sean Alley? Well, Vero Beach is probably one of the most beautiful courses down there in Florida overall, in my opinion. And uh, not the biggest club, but I really think it's one of the prettiest. And several people would, would uh, mirror my my, sent, my <laughs> mirror my sentiments on that whole thought. Mr. Malcolm Parker, I know, would be right up there at the top of the list. So, Oh, yeah. We're going to talk to that man soon, too. Absolutely. Um, now, if you're making the trip down there and you're wondering, wow, I wonder if there's a tournament going on down there. Well, Score Chaser's your your ticket right there, buddy. It doesn't get any easier than that. Casey and the people over there have it all figured out. Absolutely. And somebody who none other than Mr. Wendell Cherry himself has been to see to get his mind right. Miss Don Grant, our Absolutely. favorite mental coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this has been a funny roundabout way of thanking our sponsors, but we really, truly 
deeply do appreciate our sponsors and uh absolutely they helped us come back for another year and we wouldn't be where we are without them so thank you to all of our sponsors and mr alley until next week we look forward to seeing you all back here on the dead pair podcast we'll see you next time on the dead pair podcast The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Rhino, Odo Pro, Dawn Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, 